DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher is a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. He's the author of numerous books on the spiritual teaching of St. Ignatius of Loyola, as well as the teachings of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, including The Biblical Way of Praying the Mass, The Eucharistic Wisdom of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, the book on which this series is based. A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome, Father Gallagher. Thank you, Chris. Great to continue this conversation. Uh, it is also so wonderful to move into yet another rich aspect of our liturgy. Yes, this is the part that follows immediately upon the Gloria. So when the Gloria, uh, we finish singing or reciting the Gloria, the priest says, let us pray. And there's a brief moment of silence. And then the priest prays what's called the collect. We used to call it the opening prayer. And now the, the more formal term is used, the collect, which is the first of three prayers like this that the priest says throughout the Mass. So the collect, later the prayer over the gifts, and then the prayer after communion. So Venerable Bruno homes in on these now. Uh, how do we live these? Again, they can go by in a blip or a blur. You know, the priest says them, and we might be pressed even to know what he said <laughs> afterwards, you know, and, and certainly to have grasped the, the full meaning of the prayer that he has just said. So Venerable Bruno says this, at the prayers, the liturgy today calls these the orations from the Latinate word, uh, at the prayers, these three prayers, I will seek the sentiments and the heart of an ambassador sent by the church. So when the priest prays these prayers, Venerable Bruno invites him to be aware that he is lifting up and expressing something to God as an ambassador who has a mission or a content to share uh, as the emissary of a certain nation, let's say to a different nation, that the priest pronounce these prayers with the awareness that he is serving as the ambassador of God's people in the presence of God, bringing to God through that prayer the joys, the sorrows, the hopes, the burdens, everything that is part of the life of this people gathered in this Eucharistic celebration. Why is there that little pause of silence before the prayer? Because it's meant to allow us time in our individual hearts to formulate the desires, the petitions, the needs, perhaps the praise, the gratitude, that we want the priest as our ambassador to lift in prayer to God. And then the priest will express that prayer, conscious that he is lifting up the prayer of all of us to the Heavenly Father. So let's think of it this way. Here are two nations, and a tension has arisen between them. And efforts are made on both parts to resolve the tension, but they are unavailing. And the tension escalates. War now is not impossible. Both nations prepare their armies and deploy them along their borders. And the tension rises, and war now seems imminent. And the citizens of both nations are filled with fear and apprehension as to what might happen. 
the government of one nation gathers and they formulate what they believe is an equitable plan of peace. An ambassador is chosen to bring that message to the government of the other power. The members, all the people, the citizens of both nations are well aware of everything that's happening. And the media covers minute by minute the approach of the ambassador to the airport, his boarding on the plane. The media is there when he exits the plane in the other country. They follow him to the place of the meetings. And all activity really essentially ceases in both nations as everyone waits to see the outcome. Will it be war or will it be peace? The ambassador fulfills his role deeply conscious of the importance of what he is doing with the desire to do it well and to portray the message well to the foreign nation. So Venerable Bruno says, if you are the priest praying this opening prayer or collect or the prayer of the gifts over the gifts, the prayer after communion, pray it with that consciousness, with that heart, knowing that the cry the needs, the desires, the hopes, the fears of the people gathered before you are all subsumed into that prayer and you are expressing that prayer to God on their behalf. And if you are a member of the congregation, of the assembly gathered for the Mass, follow that prayer, adhere to that prayer, add from your own heart your own needs and desires and hopes and fears conscious that as the priest says this prayer, he is lifting up your prayer together with that of all in the assembly to God. That's the kind of heart Venerable Bruno invites us to have as the priest in that moment of quiet as we formulate our own needs and petitions and hopes. And then also with that kind of heart as we hear the priest proclaim the words uh, of the collect later, the prayer over the offerings and the prayer after communion. You know, when I think of this, I easily remember a moment. This was when I was uh, stationed in Boston some years ago. In downtown Boston, the Franciscans have one of these downtown shrines that uh, do so much good in various cities. And uh, this is St. Anthony's Chapel. It's commonly just called Arch Street because that's the street on which uh, the chapel is. Chapel, it's really a full-size church. And uh, they have Eucharistic adoration during a part of the day. Confessions are held a number of hours every day. This particular day, I was there in the church. There was Eucharistic adoration going on. There might have been maybe 30 to 40 people scattered uh, widely throughout the fairly large space of this um, downtown chapel. And as you gaze toward the altar, on the right were the confessionals. And a priest was hearing confessions and people were lined entering and exiting the confession. So it was a scene of quiet prayer and the steady progress of people approaching the sacrament of reconciliation. When suddenly uh, we all became aware of a commotion in the back of the church off to that right side. And like everyone else, instinctively, I just turned around to see what was happening. There toward the rear on that right-hand side was a statue of the uh, infant Jesus and in front of it, uh, rows of candles. And kneeling in the aisle, right in the middle of the aisle in front of the statue and the candles was a young man, powerful physique, and who was um, praying out loud in whatever his own language was. 
and even swaying slightly with the intensity of his prayer, which of course uh, distracted everyone from, from what they were doing. The security guard came over and uh, gently tried to suggest that he might want to step out of the aisle and maybe be just a little bit more reserved. This young man never even saw the guard, never even heard him. His whole heart was focused so intensely on whatever prayer, out of whatever desperate need he was offering to the Lord, that he was completely unaware of anyone in his surroundings. And I've always loved the fact that very wisely the guard recognized this and simply stepped away. And everyone else in the church recognized it as well and simply turned back to their own prayer. What if we prayed like that? That's what it means to pray from the heart. What if when the priest is our ambassador, lifted up our needs and hopes and desires and fears to the Lord when he prays this collect and the other prayers that will come later, we were to be present with that, conscious that it was our prayer that he was lifting up to God and associating our heart with that prayer, with that same kind of uh, sentiment and heart, as Venerable Bruno says, of an ambassador bringing our prayer before God. Mm -hmm. We'll return to A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher in just a moment. Discerning Hearts presents a very special first-time retreat with Father Timothy Gallagher, entitled Hope in Difficult Times with St. Therese of Lisieux and her family. Are you challenged by the daily struggles in your life? Have your plans for your life changed in ways you never expected? Are you fearful for the future of children, family members, and other loved ones as you see them struggle? Has your trust and faith in God been shaken by illnesses or even the death of loved ones? This retreat is for those who are looking for hope in difficult times. The in-person retreat will be taking place at the beautiful St. Benedict Center in Schuyler, Nebraska, with daily spiritual conferences, time for personal prayer, daily mass, opportunities for confession, and daily holy hours will all be available to you and set in the backdrop of the beautiful, quiet atmosphere of the St. Benedict Center in Schuyler, Nebraska. And for those who can't make it in person, we've just recently added a live webinar option, which will feature all of Father Gallagher's conference talks. The retreat will be taking place between April 7th and the 10th. To learn more about the in-person and webinar opportunity, visit discerninghearts.com. A prayer for the intercession of Venerable Bruno Lanteri. O Father, fountain of all life and holiness, you gave Father Bruno Lanteri great faith in Christ your Son, a lively hope, and an act of love for the salvation of his brethren. You made him a prophet of your word and a witness to your mercy. He had a tender love for Mary, and by his very life he taught fidelity to the church. Father, Hear the prayer of your family, and through the intercession of Father Lanteri, grant us the grace for which we now ask. May he be glorified on earth, that we may give you greater praise. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. We now return to A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. Well, Father Gallagher, if I'm not mistaken, those collects, those prayers, are never the same throughout the year for the liturgical year. Uh, Maybe even so in in the different cycles. That's so many prayers, so many beautiful things that the Church has really pondered and brought forward for all of us to ourselves take in and to be able to help lift up. As the priest is praying, he's the ambassador, and we are the nation, as it were, as you were describing earlier, that is eagerly a part of that message, aren't we? Yes, very much. It's our prayer. I'm probably repeating myself here, but this is one of the key things that I love about Venerable Bruno's approach, again, it's simple. It's an understanding of the heart, a gaze of the heart, a deep intuition of what's happening. Uh, how would we listen if we were present when that ambassador brought the message of our government to the other government? We'd hang on every word. We'd know its importance. We'd know how deeply this is going to affect our own lives. Well, that's the way Venerable Bruno says, you know, to ask the grace for at least something of that kind of heart when these prayers are prayed. And they are, as you've, uh, as you've mentioned, uh, the prayers vary with the various celebrations and weeks of the years and saints' feast days. They're always attuned to the particular celebration, uh, but always the same dynamic is there. Whatever is expressed there, our invitation is to join with it out of our own lives and our own needs. The Constitution on the Sacred Liturgy, it calls for a full and active participation by all who are entering into this great mystery. And part of the participation for the lay person, or shall I say the pew people like myself, as we're sitting there, it doesn't stop at this moment. I mean, this is not only do we are experiencing the priest offering this prayer, but would you say it would be a good thing as well to pray for him, ask for the grace for him, to be able to have whatever it is that God needs, ask of him at that moment, you know, not only to hear the prayer, enter into the prayer, but also intercede for the priest. Oh, absolutely. That's a lovely thought, you know, to add to this, that we pray as a people, and the priest is certainly very central as a member of the people gathered for the uh, celebration of the Mass. So that would be really a beautiful thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, priests will be glad to hear you say that. <laughs> well, I think that's the least we can do. 
as the people of God, is to pray with and for our priests. Yes, and you know, the thought comes to me, as you mentioned uh, from the Council, the active participation on the part of the laity in the Mass. I, I can hardly think of a better way to fulfill that invitation of the Council than Venerable Bruno's approach as we're breaking it open. I think anybody who does try to live the Mass in this way is going to find that his or, or her participation in the Mass becomes increasingly active because it will engage the deepest center of what we are, and that's the heart. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty, the simplicity and the beauty of this particular approach. So again, as with preceding parts of the Mass, I'd like to propose a transition from discussion to an exercise of prayer. And I invite us actually to pray one of these colics. And the colic that I've chosen is the colic for the Sunday Mass of the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. We pray it toward the end of the church's year, shortly before Advent. And I invite us to join in the praying of this prayer with our hearts, conscious of the meaning of the words, and also when this is prayed in the Mass of the richness of a whole people gathered together with the priest who, as our ambassador, bears these sentiments, these needs, to the Lord. Almighty and merciful God, we lift our heart to you, loving Father, who are infinitely powerful and whose mercy knows no limits. Graciously keep from us all adversity. We pray for freedom from physical, moral, and spiritual harm. So that, unhindered in mind and body alike, not weighed down by burdens of mind and body, we may pursue in freedom of heart, our hearts may be truly free to pursue what is most important, a great grace. The things that are yours love of God, love of neighbor, doing God's will, loving our vocations, eternal life. We ask for freedom to live in the way God desires, in the light of his word. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. You've been listening to A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher. To obtain the book on which this series is based, A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass, The Eucharistic Wisdom of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, Visit EWTN.com, the website for the publisher, EWTN Publishing. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit DiscerningHearts.com, or you can find it within the free Discerning Hearts app. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this program has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission 
And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our mission of bringing free spiritual formation material to the world. But most of all, we hope you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for A Biblical Way of Praying the Mass with Father Timothy Gallagher.